You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. I'm Corey Provost. Welcome to our Sunday show on a lovely day here in Cleveland as the Twins and the Indians wrap up this Weekend series, Twins seeking a sweep after a couple of thrilling wins to start the second half of the season. Always a treat to be joined on our Sunday show by manager Rocco Baldelli and two games in out of the break. Rocco, and this has gone incredibly well for you and the team. Uh, and it's been a good way to, to start the second half. Um, a lot of guys have stepped up. Uh, we've seen just good, good efforts overall. We're, we're playing against a really good team we're playing against a team that is certainly going to push us in in every way um we've seen it every time we've played them this year uh, you see what the, what they've been doing lately the way they've been playing and and for our guys to come out and and give these these kinds of efforts uh, it says a lot about our group um it was uh, it, it's very nice and i think the the enthusiasm the uh, the energy in the clubhouse is is extremely high right now there was a narrative that was thrown out there, not by you or not by anybody with this team or organization as the series began, that this series was bigger for Cleveland than the Twins. And I think they took that approach based on the standings and based on how many games are left between these two teams and maybe the trade deadline coming up here in a couple of weeks. Did you buy into that at all? I mean, we, we didn't talk about it as a group. Um we haven't really uh, commented on it in any way. You know, there are obviously a lot of questions about this series, but um, the the really truthful and, and, I mean, the way that we handle this is we prepare uh, for every game the same way. Our players um, don't roll into certain series or certain games, um, you know, thinking things. And, and you know, say you say these, na- these narratives are out there and floating around. But I think one thing our, our group has done a great job of is just focusing on the task at hand. Uh, preparing, getting ready, going out there and playing, and, and just giving it your best. All you can do is go out there and play hard, um, and, and then you see what happens. We play a lot of games over the course of, of the year, and, and going on huge uh, emotional swings uh, when you don't have to is probably something we would want to avoid, and our guys have been able to avoid it. As we move along on your Sunday show, and we'll get back to this series and to the game today, but first, coming off the All-Star break, did you have any moment or moments of self-reflection about what this team team accomplished at all during the first half? Well, I think it's it's perfectly okay to, to look at what's happened and uh, acknowledge it. And, um, you know, we could point to a lot of different things. We could uh, point to a lot of highlights, to be honest. Um, I think a lot of guys probably went home over the break and, and were pleased with, with what they've been able to do um, since uh, b- the beginning of April. Um, but I think also everyone here knows and, and thinks that we have a lot to still accomplish. Um, and, and we're going to focus on what we have to do today. You know, we, we can take a second, I think, over the four-day break and uh, look at all the positives, um, but knowing that we're coming back and, and we have a ton of big games coming up over the course of the second half, and there's a lot of baseball still to be played, and I think we have a group that, that realizes it and sees the big picture as well as uh, all of the smaller picture things. Did you at all, and maybe you've thought about this now as the second half is underway, take a second also to look back at the first half on individual performances. And I know you had expectations, the players had expectations entering the year, but from your seat, guys that that were even better than you thought they would be. I mean, as far as better than we thought they would be, I mean, 
I don't know if there's anyone that's been truly better than we thought we uh, they would be. I think there are a lot of guys that we knew um, were very good players that basically uh, lived up to everything that 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 we believed. And you know, we can go all the way around the diamond. I mean, our entire outfield has had a tremendous um, first half. You could point to each one of those guys and find some real highlights. Obviously. Uh, Polo and I mean I, I'm going to end up naming basically every guy on this team um, because all of our guys have not just come through in moments, but you look what they've they've uh, you know compiled over the course of uh, the first few months and and the numbers are, are kind of astounding. You could go look around the entire infield, look at the catchers, um, look at look at our entire pitching staff. I mean what our what our rotation and our and our bullpen has uh, has accomplished. It's um it's I don't want to say it's amazing. I'm, I'm just very happy with with what our guys have been able to. Do because there are guys that are that are reaching and, and pushing their uh, their potential to new levels and uh, that's that's what our job is our job is to help guys um, do whatever it is we need to do create the environment whatever you want to call it but you know watching guys succeed and doing what they want to do and accomplish what they want to accomplish is what makes us feel good as a staff and the Twins pitching staff, they were represented with two All-Stars here in Cleveland just a few days back. Yet with all the, the, the movement and all the spark you've seen from this offense throughout the season, it was a shame only one offensive player was here in Cleveland, and that was a deserving player in the starting shortstop in Jorge Polanco. But how in the world was Max Kepler in particular not here, and not just based on what he did again last night against Trevor Bauer, but a guy that put up, you look at any number, you look at some of the advanced numbers, he had a better war than Mookie Betts at the time of the break, he had a better war than Austin Meadows, a shame that Kepler in particular was not here, right? Yeah, it's um, it's a situation where uh, I think the system is, is it's not really set up just to bring the best players, the guys that have had the best seasons. Um, you know, I, I think there's a, a good argument. I would make this argument that uh, the guys that have the best seasons should be the all-stars. And we can point to, uh, you know, the different types of voting that get factored in. So, um, you know, you can point to the to the fan and the player voting. I mean, there are, there are different uh, players that are named after the fact. Um, you can also point to, uh, you know, actually, instead of instead of really critiquing the process, I, I, I actually let's focus on Kep and focus on Rosie and Buck and all these guys that have had these seasons. You know, it can be a little frustrating. I don't blame the players for being frustrated for having great years. I like it when um, those guys are honored the way that, that I think they should be. Um, they all handled it very, very professionally, very well. Um, but it's a very challenging thing because uh, being an all-star is a very important thing. It means a lot. It means a lot to the players. It means a lot to the fans. It means a lot to everyone in baseball. And uh, when you feel like you've earned it and you've put up the numbers and you've put them up compared to your peers, um, you feel like you should be uh, rewarded for it. And uh, some of our guys, unfortunately, weren't. But I think we should be proud of the seasons they've had. Where do you stand on every team should have a representative at the All-Star game? Um, I think that's a really, really difficult situation because I totally understand why it's set up the way it is. Um, but I, I, I would say that uh, the players that are there should have you know, earned it compared to all the other guys around the league. And uh, so, I mean, if, if, you, if you're really forced to choose, um, I know it's a very difficult decision. I mean, I'd probably choose the best players being there regardless of what team they're on. Um, I think that just probably makes the most sense. You know, getting back to Kepler, he did something that had never been done in the history of this game last night. Five at-bats, not played appearances because there was a walk-in there as well, but five at-bats against the same pitcher, and five home runs never happened before in the history of this game as a player, coach, manager, put that into context. 
it's it's really wild that you're almost not uh, believing what you're seeing with your own eyes. And not only did he do it, it's it would be difficult to do um, if you were facing uh, you know just a you know a young kid, a high school pitcher. It, it doesn't matter. He's doing it against one of the best pitchers in the world, um, a guy that's uh, very very tough and. Um, you know, as we're watching it, we're kind of smiling and, and shaking our heads and, and enjoying it, too, believe me. Um, but uh, it's it's something that I don't know if we'll ever see something like this ever again. It was pretty pretty crazy and pretty awesome. We'll take our first break on our Sunday show. When we come back, we'll get health updates on a couple of other outfielders in Byron Buxton. Also, what's to come for Eddie Rosario in the days ahead as well. Much more to come with Rocco Baldelli. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Continues from Cleveland next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Twins manager Rocco Baldelli. Some great moments in that 6-2 victory last night, but late in the ball game, another amazing catch by Byron Buxton, but it also led him to come out of the game in the later stages as well. What's the latest on Buck this morning, Rock? Yeah, it, well, it was a great play, first of all. Um, a play that uh, I don't think gets made by, by too many outfielders in, uh, in baseball. But, um, you know, we wanted to get Buck looked at. He hit the ground pretty hard, and we wanted to make sure that he um, – we got him off the field, and we got him checked out and looked at. And, and right now we don't really have any – um, you know, real diagnosis. We're going to keep an eye on him, make sure he's feeling okay today when he wakes up. I have not talked to him today, this morning, um, you know, to this point. So we're going to wait and see. We're going to have him again uh, looked at and see where we're at. But I, I, I'm looking at it really as a, a day-to-day situation until we hear something different. Um, but really, we just wanted to take care of him and make sure he was seen. For Statcast, his his sprint speed was about thirty point five, about thirty point five feet covered per second there, which is just beyond amazing. Elite speed is thirty seconds, and he surpassed that last night. There's going to be impact with a body moving at that rate, at that speed, upon contact with the ground. You can't prevent that, correct? No, it's it's something. Um, when you get up uh, get up uh, close to him, and you start watching Major League Baseball games live, um, and you see the the type of you know, size and speed and athleticism of, of some of the players. I mean, Buck really stands out in, in a in a group where you're talking about a guy that he's a big guy, he's a wonderful athlete, but when you watch how fast he's actually moving on the field, it's amazing. It's visually different than watching other guys who are also great athletes. He just is at another level than, uh, than almost anybody else in this league. And when you do move like that and when you do uh, accelerate and when you're doing it sometimes in confined spaces and doing different things on the field, um, there are going to be situations where there's going to be contact. There's going to be contact with people, with the ground, with the wall. Um, and it probably takes its its toll when you're moving at that speed, maybe more than uh, than it does on some other people. And we've been working hard, uh, you know, with Buck to uh, to kind of limit those uh, types of situations. But they're going to come up. Um, and he's a guy that uh, he's a tough guy too as a person he wants to be out there he deals with uh, all the bumps and bruises and all the things that come up over the course of a season um, in, in his own way he deals with them uh, very well but that's also the reason why we have to take care of him and make sure that uh, we check things out when we think he needs to be checked out to try and limit the impact that he will have and catches near the wall correct me if I'm wrong but part of the strategy this season defensively was moving him back playing him deeper in center field the majority of the time yeah that's been one way we've uh, we've talked about it and um you know when when playing uh, a little or a little on the shallower side 
um, and the ball's hit over your head, you're going to be flying as you're approaching the wall. And sometimes those balls land on the track or right up against the wall. And if you're running literally at top speed as you're trying to make that catch, I think it's a, uh, a situation where you're going to have a lot of contact and, and, you know, at a high rate of speed. Um, when playing a little bit deeper, I think it actually gives you time to approach the wall, uh, gain some some comfort, some uh, some you know shorter steps um, where you're not actually moving at full speed when you approach it, and you can hopefully make a few more plays around the wall and also protect yourself a little bit. Shifting gears, staying in the outfield, let's go out to left right now. And Eddie Rosario, there seemed to be some optimism leading into the series coming out of the break that the ankle was going to be healed enough to play. Did he suffer any setback, or did this just take a little longer than first thought? No, there was there was no setback. It's actually just um, something that you work through. When you have any kind of uh, injury where there's you know some swelling involved or any kind of sprain or anything like that, you're going to have days that are uh, sometimes better than others. Um, it's a management thing, and it's just finding out when you get to the point when you can actually play and recover and get back the next day and play again because that's what we have to do uh, in this game. So uh, coming out of the break, um, we knew Rosie was doing well. Um, he's actually doing very well. He's going to take the field in a few minutes. He's going to go hit. He's going to run uh, and do some sprints and, and run the bases. Um, he's actually in a great spot right now. I think we're getting uh, extremely close. I, I don't think it's going to be more than uh, you know another uh, day or two before we see see him out there and I think he's also eager to get out there so I think it's all going to wrap up and, and make sense. The Sunday workout that, that's coming up here is this the first time it'll be that full-blown you know workout hit run do it all or still limited in some capacity? Um, right now uh, I don't see him being uh, limited in, in, in the workout today. Um, I think he feels good. I think he's uh, ready to do pretty much anything he's asked and, and do it at, uh, at game speed and really when we test our guys out guys coming off of injuries um, getting out there and doing whatever it is they're going to do at game speed is the most important thing. It's the most important thing for us to see them do it and also for their confidence so when they take the field in a game, they're ready to go. One final thought before we take another break on Eddie Rosario. It's been just over now two weeks with him out of action. Does that necessitate automatically a rehab assignment or still to be determined? Um, I, I don't think it uh, it's something that's totally necessary or something that's mandated um you know the the longer you're out I think the more likely it is that you should probably go and and get some at bats and again it's not just for the the timing which does matter it's you know it's for the confidence too uh when you miss time you know sometimes uh, getting back into the swing of things takes a little bit but I don't think he's missed enough time or it's one of those situations where he definitely has to go out but it's again something that we will discuss Take our last break on our Sunday show. We'll come back and dive into some pitching discussion as well. Also some roster movement as well as the second half is underway. We'll take our last break, come back, and conclude Inside Twins next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to our final segment of Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Rocco Baldelli. Game three coming up at 12-10 Central Time. Twins and the Indians, Jose Barrios and Shane Bieber, the pitching match up for game three. Jose appeared in the All-Star game on Tuesday, and with that, he threw a scoreless inning. Is he? Did he line up to pitch in this game, regardless if he threw or not on Tuesday night? I think the appearance in the All-Star game probably uh, does affect when Jose and when some other pitchers uh, who pitch in that game will go. Obviously, Bieber on the other side uh, also appeared in the game and is pitching today. It lined up well for those guys to just come out here on Sunday. I, I can't tell you exactly where Jose would have thrown if he hadn't thrown in the All-Star game. Um, it could have been different. It could have been the same. But I think making sure that those guys uh, 
get their rest and, and are able to stay on a, on a relative schedule coming out of the break is important as opposed to uh, trying to throw in that game and then rushing guys back to pitch on Friday or Saturday. But Jose throwing uh, the 13 pitches in the game was a really good thing. You know, we were all following from wherever we were at over the break. I wasn't able to watch the game, but I was able to follow the game. And just knowing that he was uh, – able to get it done efficiently and do it well and feel good coming out of the game is, is a very good feeling because the break is important. Like we've talked about, it's it's an important time for every player to get a little bit of uh, rest and, and recover a little bit over the course of uh, you know going through that first half. And, and starting the second half, that's the break. And so just the fact that he was able to get it done as efficiently as he did was a great feeling. That's a good segue into my next question about coming out of the break and timing because this is a game that you're doing every day and the reps are, are just continuous. Then you step away for four days and all of a sudden you're back in the box and here comes 99 miles an hour from Clevenger you know, back on Friday night. Does any one side have the advantage out of the break, pitching, hitting, just being away from game action for four days? Well, that's, that's a, actually a good question. I, I don't know... Um... I don't know. I think it's probably different for every guy. I think there are probably some guys that when they do step away for four days and they're not really swinging and they're not really coming in uh, facing live pitching and major league pitching at that, I bet there are guys that uh, do take a few games to get back into the flow, to get get their timing back, just to see the ball uh, as well as they were seeing the ball. I think it matters. And baseball is a very unique game. It's a very fine motor skill game. It's a it's probably a little different than you know all the other uh, you know sports out there. And the timing is huge. And I think the you know I think you could actually flip it a little bit too and say that with some of the pitchers maybe the same thing you know some of the bullpen guys that throw regularly they might go home and play catch just to keep their bodies moving but when you don't take the mound for a period of time probably feels a little funny when you get back out there and as much time as we spend at the ball field and as many games as we play having four days off is a very unique situation in the middle of the year. Did you and the staff give players specific instructions what to do or not to do you know, baseball-related or any conditioning program during the break, or is that simply up to the player, you know, do whatever you want to keep yourself right physically, mentally set to compete on Friday? Well, for the most part, um, every subset of players, every group of players we have, you know, the starters are going to handle things one way. The relievers generally handle things a little bit differently. The position players, uh, one, getting off their feet is probably one of the most important things. Um, but keeping the body moving, you know, some of the relievers uh, and the starters really, you know, playing catch, going out there and spending a little time, just just getting your body, keeping your, your trunk moving, um, keeping your arm moving. It might not be overly intense, but keeping those movement patterns, um, I think, is important. Um, it's something that, uh, you know, we talk about communication a lot and, and things like that. It's not about us telling guys exactly what to do over the break, but it's just maintaining that, that level of communication where we know what guys are doing we're aware of it um, there might be some some smaller discussions about specific things that maybe a particular player does or doesn't do but I, I think for the most part just keeping the body moving a little bit and and keeping uh, you know your arm stretched out a little bit I think is the most important thing but the rest and recovery part of the four days is probably the most important thing for every guy you and Wes monitor workload now for the bullpen guys coming out of the break. Taylor Rogers has gone back-to-back days. Ryan Harper's gone back-to-back days. Do you start to take a closer look now at how many games, the pitches in the pen, on the mound, how often he's throwing this point of the season compared to, say, back in mid to early May? 
I would say um, it's something that we're pretty diligent about, and we spend a lot of time discussing it every day. So it's 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 a uh, it's a discussion um, between uh, you know staff members every single day about how our bullpen guys are doing, where they are workload wise. It's um it's something where we're able to dig into this in, in some pretty unique and pretty cool ways, um and and helpful ways to make sure that we uh, are putting our guys in the best position to succeed. It's it's something that has been talked about a long time in baseball and something that is still just as important today as it always was. And it's something that, that you need to pay attention to because I think the, the health of your bullpen and the challenges related to managing a bullpen are things that, uh, you know, they go on for, for six months. I mean, this is a, it's an everyday thing for a reason uh, because it's a very important topic. I have about 45 seconds left in our show, the trade deadline coming up in a couple of weeks. Are you in constant communication with Derek and Thad about what may or may not be out there? Um, I, I do talk with Derek and Thad a lot. We have a ton of conversations. Um, I, as far as uh, you know, roster-related decisions, obviously that's um, that's their department and what they're going to focus a lot of their time and, and concentration on. Um, you know, the way I always like to describe it is uh, the staff here. Um, we like to we like to pay attention to the guys that we have here and helping them to uh, succeed and, and get get done what they want to get done and winning games and things like that. So we focus on the guys that we currently have and we let Derek and Thad focus on uh, on the guys that we currently have and also the big picture stuff too. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Rock. You got it. Thank you, Corey. Rock Ball Deli. Stay tuned. More to come. We have Game Three Twins and the Tribe coming up. Stay tuned. The pregame show is next on your home for Twins baseball.